This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good morning, and we are indeed live from North London today with me, Jane Clark, for your Wednesday morning breakfast show. And as always, it's very exciting to be here. But most importantly, how's half term? How's the relaxing going, or are you still working away? Whatever you're doing, welcome to Teachers Talk Radio and your Wednesday morning show. This morning, let's discuss those life lessons that school taught us. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. show with me James Clark on a very special Wednesday morning and that's because we are indeed here for half term half term here in the UK um, some schools have already had their half term or, or have got a two-week break um, I just started mine uh, last week well I guess this week I don't know it started on well I guess it started when we broke up which was Friday so yeah we started <laughs> started last week and a very feeling much more relaxed it's been a difficult half term I think and from looking on Twitter and um, talking to others, it seems to be that's the case for lots of us out there. But hopefully some well-deserved rest is happening. And a massive good morning to Lauren, who's joined us on the chat there, enjoying the bit of a bop of a start to her Wednesday and the music. Today, uh, the question that we're discussing on the show is I put out on Twitter uh, yesterday, um, complete this sentence. The most important life lesson that school taught me was blank. And I was asking people to fill in that blank and let me know what their ideas were or, or what things they had to learn from their school days. And we've had some really interesting responses. Um, and we're going to go through a few of those responses uh, today. Um, hopefully we'll be able to get through all of them. So 
If, though, you have some views that you want to express, well, of course, we would absolutely love to hear them. And you can get involved and let us know via the Podbeam Live app, as we've already seen someone do this morning. And you can do that on the chat function there. Or indeed, you can go onto Twitter, um, look up at TT Radio 2021, um, and you will find my post there. Or if you go onto my uh, Twitter at Jamclar, J A M C L A R. 96 you'll also find the post there for you to look at and answer and we really want to hear your views you know what are those most important life lessons that school has taught you Uh, i'm going to be sharing a few of mine and hopefully you will all be sharing some of yours with me as well and talking about sharing um as we're on those you can indeed share the show um so please do that as well just in the top bar function there you'll see a little green arrow green box thing that says share click that and share that across all your different streams we would love to have as many of you listening live as possible but of course if you are not able to listen to the whole show and you want to listen back well do not panic because you can listen to this show and all the other amazing shows that happen on teach talk radio by going onto the website www.ttradio.org and you can listen back you can also go on to Spotify and Apple Podcasts, um, where you'll also find Teachers Talk Radio. Just search it and we are there. So, important life lessons. Where do we start? Well, <laughs> one life lesson that I learned from school, um, and it's those lessons that we don't, you know, definitely was not planned. Uh, and at the time was absolutely horrific. And it, I was mortified when this happened. But a life lesson, nevertheless. I was in year... Uh, I think about year eight, I think it was. And I went to an old boys um, secondary school. Not that that matters too much in this context, but well, slightly. But we went to an old boys secondary school and we were doing our school panto. Now, for those who don't know what a panto is or a pantomime is, it's a very uh, traditionally British style of performance that's over the top and usually happens around Christmas time. And Often in pantomime, you will have a mix of genders playing different roles and things all reversed around and everything like that. So um, often the the male characters played by females and females by male and and so forth and so forth. So I was down to play (laughs) the dame. Now, I I was down to play the, the dame character, which is the male, female, well, the male lead, but it is played by, sorry, so, well, how do I explain this? It's the female. No, it's a man dressed as a woman. Um, that's that's what I've got to go. Man dressed as a woman. And I was playing that part. And I was getting my costume on. And I was getting my dress on. And I've never really worn dresses before, massively. Um, and when I wore my dress, I didn't realise that dresses have buttons that do up. I just assumed it was kind of like... I don't know. I think at the time I just assumed dresses were just kind of like bits of fabric that you just put over you. Um, but nevertheless, no, a, uh, I did learn that a dress does have buttons and I forgot to do my buttons up fully. And there I was. Um, unfortunately, I was also wearing underwear that um, didn't do up either. So, yes, you can use your imagination to what happened next as I realised in the changing room very, very quickly when it was pointed out. But there we go, life lessons. I learned how to put a dress on and that dresses have buttons. Um, but of course, uh, I think lots of you will be getting in touch with some life lessons that you've had. And uh, we've got a whole range here. Um, so I'm quite, uh, you know, 
I won't say, well, I will say, yeah, some very controversial ones that have been shared with me and also some very interesting ones. Um, let's have a look at one or two now before we, we have a short uh, interval. And one of the first ones that sort of came up that sort of really stuck out to me. Uh, and in fact, I'll just go kind of from, from the beginning as such. And this person um, at Sat Want B gave me loads and we'll just have a, a look at a couple of these. And the first one was not to fall in love with the wrong person, which I think is really interesting. And I think it definitely has probably a deep, deep meaning potentially there. Um, but I thought that was well put and, and sort of made me think about actually, you know, in school, we do go through so many relationships. Um, I think as a teacher as well, I'm always shocked. And I've talked to my form about this, about, you know, just how many relationships happen and, and you know, life relationships and, and love relationships and friendships and just generally all of those sorts of things and actually falling in love, whether that's a romantic love or um, platonic love or if, however you want to word it and whatever type of love it is, it can have a massive impact. And we do sometimes have to learn, unfortunately, sometimes a hard way. Um, they also said that my English teacher was a god. <laughs> love that. That studying economics was a total, I won't put the word that they put there, but was a total waste of time. Um, I never did economics. I could just, I did, for some reason, I got put in to do um, statistics when I, for my GCSEs, which I actually got a better result in than I did my maths one. But there we go. We don't talk about maths. I did it. It's happened. We move on. Uh, apologies to any maths teachers out there. Um, to develop a love for lifelong learning. To appreciate a cheeseburger and chips. Um, I quite enjoyed that one, to appreciate a cheeseburger and chips, because I absolutely loved, in my school, when I was in secondary, we had, I think it was Pasta King. I don't, know if, I don't even know if they still exist anymore. But we had Pasta King, um, and they were amazing. Um, they were little, basically, they were pots of pasta. Not even that well-cooked pasta, to be honest. But it was pots of pasta that had in it a little bit of sauce. And if you were lucky, I think sometimes they, we had a couple which had meatballs in. Um, but yeah, that's only if you were lucky you got that. <laughs> um, but did anyone else have Pasta King? I, I used to love that. And one of the other life lessons that this person put at Sat Want B was spelling. Yes, the dreaded spell test. I used, to, I used to dread those. And we used to have them. I think they were meant to happen consistently, but they definitely didn't. So we used to have really inconsistent sort of spelling tests randomly. So I would try to avoid them, but I never would be able to avoid them because they would just appear. Um, they would just sort of happen. And I'd be like, oh, no, not again. But what do you think? Uh, what were your favourite memories from school? Make sure you let me know by commenting into the chat file. And what were the things that you learnt from school? Those memories that stuck with you that made you go, actually, uh, that without that, I wouldn't have learnt this. Such as me learning how to put on a dress. Uh, life skills that I have learnt, nevertheless. And of course, you can get involved in the show live if you wish to. And you can call in or indeed use the chat function or Twitter. So many options, so many ways to call in. So what are you waiting for? Get on to it. With that in mind, we're just going to take a short interval now with a short word for our sponsors. And we'll be right back. And I've got loads more to share with you. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE validated programmes to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. 
Essential letters and sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Hello everyone and welcome to the History Hotline, the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. I'm your host, Diana Lynn Cook, making space for honest conversations about black British, Caribbean and African history. Here to teach you all the things left out of your school books. Make sure you subscribe to the History Hotline on all good podcast platforms. Follow us on social media at the History Hotline on Instagram and at the History HL on Twitter to find out about new upcoming episodes. Do you struggle with people pleasing? Is it a constant battle managing different and difficult personalities? Why not inspire, challenge and empower your team through the Mal CPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course or gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the assertive leadership and the emotionally intelligent leader courses. All Mal CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at www.malcpd.com. Hello, good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to your Wednesday morning breakfast show with me, James Clark, and where we are talking about those life lessons we learned from school. Wherever you are this morning, whether you are in the kitchen, in bed, or on your way to somewhere, I don't know where, whatever it is, thank you for joining us, and uh, let's have a little bit of a movement, a little bit of a stretch, get ourselves ready for the next show. Lauren has been sending some love for us today and also JCLP4, thank you very much for that and thank you for sharing the show. Coming up we're going to share some more of your thoughts to the question that I've got on Twitter. The most important life lesson the school taught me was blank. And for this one, we go to at educating, let me just get the right one, at educating Suti, whose name is Frazzle Teacher on Twitter, and which is an absolutely fantastic name. Uh, and they had this to say. Um, oh my goodness, I'm tapping away trying to get the right one. There we go. So they had this to say. Don't eat the kids' cake. Don't eat the kids' cakes among many other things. Um, I'm assuming that's possibly down to when kids bake things um, at school and, and not wanting to eat them. And I must admit, uh, it's a good job. I know they're not listening at the moment, but my goodness, my our catering teacher, where I'm at school now, every term they do this thing where they bake cinnamon rolls. And I said, I said to the... Um, the teacher we were having a chat one day and i was like oh my goodness i love it when you bake these catering catering when you bake these cinnamon rolls and um it'd be really great if you have any leftover i would would love to have it now 
one one year it happened to fall during the time that we had um ramadan so lots of the kids um were still doing catering but obviously they weren't eating some of the food and some of them quite often sometimes don't want to take it home so the teacher there went oh mr clark really likes these cinnamon rolls the next thing i know i must have had well over 100 cinnamon rolls turn up um, albeit they are the mini ones they're not massive but still when you've got 100 mini cinnamon rolls and obviously I'm a sucker, I can't say no. And I also didn't want the uh, the kids to feel bad. So I just kept eating them or, be, or would take a couple and then be like, oh, they're lovely, thank you. And yet, still to this day now, every time it comes around, even though the kids can still eat them or take them home, they all want to come and bring them to me, which is great, I'm not complaining. However, there are definitely one or two that probably spent a little bit too long in the oven. Um, and we're definitely a little bit well done. But there we go. Um, thank you uh, very much for sharing that frazzled teacher at Educating Suti. Let's have a look at some of these other ones. Um, to that response, by the way, I thought it was the talking about the, the scene from um, Matilda, which is a great, great film. Um, and I was just thinking of the, is it Bruce Bog Trotter or something like that? Um, but no, lo and behold, nope, different meanings. So we now look at uh, another person who's, who's submitted their work here that said um, the adults are often more problematic than the students and this was from at tweet face me here um, which I thought was really interesting uh, the adults are often more problematic than the students and I do think that's really often the case I don't know why and I've, I've noticed this in, in multiple uh, settings not just with educators but working with other people and other adults we do like to moan and complain a lot sometimes more than the kids do uh, and i always used to say and i always say this all of my lessons because i think it's so important to mention it particularly as a drama teacher is i say to them you know i'm not going to make you do anything that i wouldn't do myself and sometimes i'll have these discussions with, with teachers um and i'll chat to other people and and I'll listen to them and then I'll go, well, actually, I wouldn't want to do that. You know, you're moaning at this young person. You're talking to this young person about not wanting to do this or they're not doing this. And it's like, but actually, you're not going to do that yourself. So why are you having, you know, this debate and this argument? So I do think you're absolutely right that adults are often uh, more problematic than the students. Um, and I've definitely been. I mean, I'm talking about other adults here, but I will hold my hands up. I've absolutely definitely been uh, more problematic or caused more issues or complained more sometimes um, than the students have. But there we go. We're always good at that. Uh, good morning to Sarah as well, who's just got commenting on the chat there. Great to have you here. Morning, James. Sarah, your NQT super mentor, uh, listening in for the first time. Thank you very much, Sarah. And thank you for joining us on the um, Wednesday morning breakfast show with me. Uh, yes, lots of life lessons uh, learned from my NQT at PGCE years, uh, by far lots happening there and definitely, you know, some stories to share there, which I've no doubt will come on to uh, later today. Um, and I think on that note, I think it just made me think of something actually, just, just seeing Sarah there and talking about NQT and, and PGCE and life lessons that school taught me. Um, and if I had to fill in this blank, the most important life lessons that school taught me was, and I think if I was filling that in as a PGC or NQT, so the most important thing that my PGC or NQT year taught me was that it's okay to get things wrong um, was definitely something I learned. 
And still to this day, my favourite story of PGCE that years that I talk about when I, and I share this with other teachers was I remember the day that a year nine student made me cry um, in a lesson. And it was, I, I, I can't even remember why I cried. I think I cried because the lesson had just gone really badly and they weren't listening and I felt like a complete failure and I felt useless. And actually that life lesson right there and then in that moment was, do you know what? Actually, does it matter? You know, and that you cannot be, uh, and people have said this to me multiple times, nobody is an outstanding teacher all the time. That That's just physically impossible for all of us. Of course, we can all be, you know, good and great teachers and we can, every single one of us can have outstanding moments. But I think that was the life lesson that I learned in that moment, you know, at, in my PGC NQT year was that actually we can't be perfect all the time and that it's okay to sometimes get things wrong. And it's okay that, you know, not every student is going to achieve the 100% because they don't want to engage or because they've got other things at home going on or whatever situation might be. Something's happened in the playground that, you know, before your lesson that you can't control and X and Y and Z and all of these other things that come into play. And actually, that was really important to me. So thank you, uh, Sarah, for just nudging me and thinking my brain back there to the years of NQT and PGC. And as I say, no doubt some more live lessons will come up later on through this show. There's uh, one here from at Madame Dorch, um, or Duch Dorch. And apologies if I'm getting that pronounced wrong. They said on Twitter, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you're not a likable person, nobody cares. And I just said, girl, yes. Um, to which she replied with a fan equally fantastic gift, if not better. So uh, thank you for that. Absolutely so true. You know, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you're not like a person, nobody cares. And in my school life, and, and this is what this whole lesson, this whole um, topic's about today is thinking about, you know, what those important life lessons were. I do think that's really true. And I, unfortunately, I don't know, think it's a live lesson that's really taught much at school. I think in education and in school, we're basically teaching them, or, or what I feel we're teaching them is how to pass exams. And that, you know, to be successful, you have to be outstanding in all your subjects. You have to be a level nine, eight students. And I absolutely, I, I hate the new grading system. I say it's new, it's not new. It's been around three or four years now, but if not longer, I absolutely hate it because, you know, so many students now, you know, want seven, eight, nines. You know, in the old days, that was only an A. So, you know, I say it was only an A, is an A, which was a really high grade. And actually, if people were getting Cs, which in now, nowadays money is a four or a five, you know, people are disappointed with that. That's like, actually, that's really great. But anyway, rant over. Um, it, we, there is a real kind of like drive towards grades, and I get that. But actually, you know, and a drive towards knowledge. And knowledge is power, as somebody once said. I've no idea where that quote's from. Someone, someone, someone can remind me somewhere. Um, but absolutely, you can have no knowledge in the world. But if you're not like a person, nobody cares. And so many of the things that I've been offered um, from incredible people, and I, I'm definitely not one of those incredible people. I'm just somebody that's making things up as I go along and hoping for the best. But I've been given some absolutely incredible opportunities because I feel not because I've been the best person for that job, because there's always going to be someone better or there's always going to be someone that knows more and all those sort of things. But actually, because I care about what I do, and I want to make a good impression. And the people that I choose to work with and the people that I choose to hang around with, whether they're friends or in school or whatever it might be, 
are people that actually are likable and care about what they do. And I do thank Madame Dorch for that comment of you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you're not a likable person, nobody cares. And I think that would be a fantastic life lesson. Um, if only we taught that more at school would be my comment on that one. But what do you think? Uh, make sure you get involved with the conversation via the Podbean Live app, as lots of you have been. We'd love to hear your thoughts. What was that most important life lesson that school taught you, um, either as a student or a teacher? Um, of course, well, you can carry on letting me know on Twitter as well, at TT Radio 2021, or use the hashtag, hashtag TT Radio, or indeed go on to my Twitter where you can comment at jamclar96, J-A-M-C-L-A-R, sorry, 96. Let's look at a couple more then before we take another short interval. Um, some of these I can't repeat on live, on air at all. But there is one I'm going to read here, and this is a really interesting one because I, well, I'll read it and I'll let people decide what they think about this. So... The comment was, most important life lesson that school taught me was to stick up for what was right. Now, when I first read that, I thought, absolutely right, guaranteed, yes, of course, that's a fantastic life lesson that students can learn from school. And then I read the rest. I had a classmate who was picked on by another kid quite often. I couldn't stand by and watched it, so smacked him in the face and threatened to hurt him again if I found my classmate crying in the toilets again because of him. It stopped after that. And then I was, I read it again and, and, and then I'll share my thoughts on this. So the first part was to stick up for what was right. No problem with that, I agree. The next lines were, I had a classmate who was picked on by another kid quite often. I couldn't stand by and watched it, so smacked him in the face and threatened to hurt him again if I found my classmate crying in the toilets again because of him. It stopped after that. Now, I don't agree with that comment um, at all, really. But I can understand why people might. And I can understand where the views come from. And I'm very often not somebody that disagrees with what people have to say um, at all or when they share their views. But I think with this one, I, I felt I had to address this because the first part, absolutely, I think that's a really great life lesson to have. Stick up for what is right. If if I can, you know, depart that knowledge into my students and they can come back in 20, 30 years and say, yeah, I learned this from Mr. Clark. Well, do you know what? I've done something right. But I don't think we should be encouraging or glorifying, you know, violence or of any form as being a way to make things better, um, because that's that's definitely not the case. Um, and I would hate that to have been a lesson that students take away or, or students learn. And it's sadly, unfortunately, a lesson that I hear a lot from my students and sometimes people at home, whether that's parents, carers, brothers, sisters, uh, cousins, etc. You know, so many of them will say, well, an eye for an eye and, and all that kind of stuff. But then, you know, we need to finish that sentence, you know, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and the whole world would be blind. And I think that's absolutely true. So I don't condone this idea that, that violence was successful there. There might have been an element where standing up against someone and facing against them verbally or by having that confrontation, that conversation might have solved things, but absolutely not to result in violence is something we should absolutely be talking about here. Um, another one here said, don't be like most of those teachers. Uh, this is really interesting. Um, 
don't be like most of those teachers. And, and it's intriguing to think about what does that word mean, most of. Uh, I think that's quite, yeah, don't be like most of the teachers. And if I'm being really honest, you know, the thing that I stand by as, as an educator and a teacher now, it's like I've strived to always do, um, even as Sarah, Sarah Jane, who's joined us there, who was my MQT mentor, you know, something that I've always strived to do is to be the role model that I needed when I was at school and I would agree with this because I think actually I don't want to be like most of the teachers that I necessarily had. I want to be like some of them and there's some that I look at when I was at school and I aspire to be and are the reason that I'm here today, 100%. But some of them I definitely don't want to be like um, and I definitely want to be that role model that I so desperately needed when I was at school, somebody to look up to, whether it's in regards to because of what I went through, my sexuality, my mental health, all of those kind of things. So I really like that as, as a comment and as an idea that this life lesson you learn coming from school to then being a teacher yourself was don't be like most of those teachers. But what do you think? Um, we've got some great comments coming through already and, and some more coming through on Twitter. So we're just going to have a short interval bop slash dance um, with my two theme tune before we then look at this fantastic quote coming from TSCW here on the Podbeam Live app. You are listening to The Breakfast Show with Jane Clark and it is your Wednesday morning show. Super excited. Amazing to see some comments coming through there on the chat. And don't forget, you can share the show. You can share the show and send in your love, which we always love here on Teacher Talk Radio. Also, going to take this opportunity to talk about the amazing competition that's happening on the Twitter. The Twitter, as I say. Just go on to at TT Radio 2021 and look at the pinned post there. You'll see a chance to win some books in the this week's giveaway. Very exciting. Teacher wellbeing self-care, the metacognition handbook, the sweet spot, why students don't like why don't students like school, and more. Have a look there to find out how you can win those medicine books. Deadline is 6 p.m. on Saturday, 30th of October, so you don't have long, but you've got to be in here to win it. And welcome back. Let's have a look at some of these comments coming through then. So let's look at the first one from TSCW. Going to a comp in a different area from a small, perfect village school taught me a lot. It was eye-opening and quite terrifying at first. I reflected and thought it subdued my confidence and aspiration. However, now I think it helped open my eyes more and be a lot more confident in all areas and situations and have a lot more understanding, if that makes sense. My comments on here never seem to make sense when read back. So basically, I think I mean interpersonal skills. And I mean, this makes complete sense to me and I will read it again, not because it does not make sense, but just because it is a fantastic answer and I do want to talk through this. So this is from TSCW on our Podbeam Live app chat live with us today. Going to a comp in a different area from a small, perfect village school taught me a lot. 
It was eye-opening and quite terrifying. And at first I reflected and thought it subdued my confidence and aspirations. However, now I think it helped open my eyes and be a lot more confident in all areas and situations and have a lot more understanding. And reading that back, and what I think about when I hear that is this idea that in schools, that's why I think you know life lessons from schools aren't learned in the classroom, they're learned outside the classrooms and the experience that enrich the learning is where lots of it comes from. Because I remember so much from being exposed to things that were outside of my bubble, my home, my area, all of those bits and bobs. And I was really lucky because I still do, um, but I did a lot of scouting uh, as a young person and I still do now as an adult. And scouts helped me a lot because I got to go to all these different places around, around the world, in fact, but also, you know, being on a campsite to go up north, to go south, to go west, etc., etc. Kind of got to visit all these places. And I think that's really great that as a student and as a young person, you do have to be taken out of your area because you've become so um, comfortable. You know, that analogy of, you know, you're a big fish in a small pond. You have to take that big fish out of that pond and expose them to what it's like to be in a small pond to really understand um, actually that yes, they are important. Yes, they are valued. Yes, all of these amazing things that we teach young people and all these things that of course we want to learn, but also the world is so much bigger than what you see in front of you. And that's a life lesson that I think lots of schools don't focus on or do a little bit of here and there when they're in year seven and eight, and then they go, oh no, everything's about exams. We've got to stop now. We've got to go back. We've got to make sure you know, you're all academically achieving and not worry about those wider opportunities. But you're absolutely right with the comment that TSCW put about actually, you know, taking yourself out of those situations, you know, exposing yourself, meeting other people, other schools, other young people, you know, it just makes, you know, opened your eyes. I mean, to, to coin the phrase that you said there, you know, it opened your eyes. And I think that's really great. So, so thank you so much for sharing that. Um, Sarah Jane uh, commented, my life lessons is that you are the most important person. If you don't art look after yourself, no one else will. And I think that is something all of us here on Teachers Talk Radio um, can absolutely echo. And I know there's been some amazing, fantastic shows uh, across the Teachers Talk Radio team to do with mental health and, and well-being. Um, and I would advise you to, to please go and have a look at those. Um, just go on to ttradio.org or search Teachers Talk Radio on Spotify and Apple podcast to find previous shows because the life lesson that you are the most important person is such an important one. Um, and I think I'm still learning this one. Um, I, you know, this isn't the space for this now, but there's definitely been a little bit of a struggle over the last, oh, you know, three, four weeks, particularly. Um, and, and I've had to learn that it is so important. And I think that is quite often difficult because we do often naturally as people and as human beings and as teachers we're always you know schools we teach and we we you know tell people about how important it is to look after others you know take care of others and, and all of these different things around community and yes that is important but actually how often do we turn around in a class and say you are important you've got to make the right choice for you you know what is it that you want? How do you feel? How are you looking after yourself? And genuinely meaning that, um, not just doing it as a tick box in a lesson, in a PSHE lesson or whatever it might be. And, and I say this um, as a PSHE teacher, uh, and I'm aware that, you know, planning lessons and things, I really try not to do that and to 
make it as authentic as possible. But thank you so much for um, sharing that. Um, a hello, and so a hello to uh, uh, Ren Jackie Lazic. Um, hope you are well and enjoying the show. Thank you for joining us, and thank you to everybody that's joining us. And um, we've been discussing all about those important life lessons that school taught us, and we're going to look at a couple more now that I've got through on Twitter. So remember, you can get involved in the conversation, and we are always thankful if you do. Uh, there are always conversations happening, so make sure your voice is heard. So looking now back onto some of these comments, let's have a look what we got, shall we? You can see my multitasking skills trying to scroll through. <laughs> um, here we go. Next one was from at Tashi Y39. And it was, it's okay to get an answer wrong. And I think this is a lesson that schools are doing fantastically and really working hard for. So thank you so much for sharing that one. FOCR at FO underscore Z underscore R. Most leaders are poo emoji. Trust yourself. Um, <laughs> do you know what? It, it's really funny when I, when I read some of these. And as I say, some of them get quite personal and deep. And it does, you know, we've all had different experiences growing up of school and education, and whether that be as a student or work. And, you know, most leaders are poo. And to an extent, I can understand why people might think that. But actually, I don't think to say most is, is a really broad statement. There are definitely some people out there, you know, leaders or not, who are perhaps not as strong or aren't in the right jobs is what often I like to think when, I, when I've seen people or worked with people, I go, you're fantastic, but in this area, not this area. So, you know, but I do believe in the second part of that. And I think that is an important life lesson that I necessarily didn't learn through school, but I've definitely learned as I've got older, and that is to trust yourself and have faith in your own ability. And in drama lessons, it's funny that I see that so often with year seven. I mean, year sevens go absolutely cray, cray. I was going to say cray, cray. I have, gosh, gosh, I haven't said cray, cray in so long. Um, <laughs> does anyone even say that anymore? Cray, cray. There we go. Um, it's being said here. I'm bringing it back. You've heard it here first on the Wednesday morning breakfast show. Uh, cray, cray is making a return. Uh, anyway, uh, I've completely lost my train of thought now. Um, Trust yourself. Yes, that's what we were talking about. Uh, that is so important to, to have faith and trust yourself. And in year seven, you know, they are absolutely cray cray. They are crazy. They do up for anything, majority of them. And then suddenly you see that inhibition, that trust in themselves, that ability to just let go and go for it, slowly deplete. And before you know it, you get to about year nine and it's really difficult with someone to take them out of that box, to have faith in themselves, to understand that it's okay to get something wrong, have, you know, trust yourself, make yourself do it because you might be really impressed what you do. And we were doing a, I had a cover lesson. Um, this is reminding me of a cover lesson I had just before we broke up for the end of term. Um, as I'm sure many teachers had <laughs> lots of cases of COVID rising and people being off and so forth and so forth. So, you know, we weren't exempt, exempt from that our school. I was covering an RE lesson and it was a, a mock exam, assessment week, key stage three. So it was an assessment in their RE lesson. And it was just a, a booklet, short booklet, you know, half an hour, not long. And I was taking this lesson and it was a year seven. And this kid, um, this student, I, say, I should say, sorry, this student was doing this exam. And pretty much after every question, 
he kept coming up to the front and saying, sir, does this look right? Now, I'm not an RE teacher. Um, I used to love RE at school, don't get me wrong. But he just kept after every question, even when I was like, I can't tell you, it's an assessment, sit back down, just trust yourself, have faith in yourself, do it, go for it. But it just shocked me because actually this, this, this child, this student, had no trust in himself, had no faith in himself that he felt scared almost to get something wrong. He wasn't able to just let go and try it. And I thought that's a really interesting place to be and thing to see and, and made me think and seeing that comment today made me think actually well what are we doing you know how can we make people and students trust themselves more um which is really interesting to explore later on um but we'll talk more about that no doubt as we go through i'm just going to take a short interval now as i play you your wednesday morning news now i am playing this live from a second device um due to some technical difficulties this morning. So hopefully you can hear it well, but if there are any problems, feel free to let me know via the Podbeam Live app. But other than that, here is your Wednesday morning update news. This is Teachers Talk Radio. This is Teachers Talk Radio News with Tom hopkins This is Tom Hopkins-Burke with your latest Teachers Talk Radio news. Millions of public sector workers, including teachers, are set to see their pay rise next year as a result of this week's budget. Paul Whiteman, General Secretary of the National Union of Head Teachers, has welcomed the reversal of last November's pay freeze, but he warned that the government needed to give schools the money to pay for extra salaries, else they will be faced with heartbreaking decisions. Kevin Courtney, Joint General Secretary of the NEU, said that Chancellor Rishi Sunak's announcement was big on promises but short on detail, adding that there is no mention of the £30,000 starting salaries that were also put on pause. Meanwhile, Small Business Minister Paul Scully, MP, refused nine times to say whether any pay rise would make public sector workers any better off financially. The British Psychological Society has called for isolation booths in schools to be banned. The BPS has argued that the use of isolation booths is not evidence-based and has not been proven to be effective. It has stated that isolation booths breach the UN Convention on the Rights of a Child and disproportionately affect the children and young people who need the most support. The BPS has called instead for a focus on building supportive environments to promote positive behaviour in children and young people. A new study is aiming to increase the number of young women and girls playing football. The study conducted by Loughborough University and the Football Association aims to explore how teaching methods influence girls' football experiences. The Football Association stated that it wants girls to have the same football experiences as boys in schools and clubs by 2024. Donna McIvall, Senior Development Manager at the FA, added that the ambition is to transform the PE learning experience for girls in primary schools and modernise the secondary school curriculum offer. That was your latest education news with Tom Hopkins-Burke. Good morning and welcome back to the Wednesday 
morning, Bradford. I completely lost track of time then. Hope you're well. Hope you're enjoying the show and wherever you are, however you are, hope you are well. We are talking all today about the life lesson that we learned at school. We've already had uh, an amazing array of answers coming through, and we've got some more to come. But of course, you can let me know live as well. Don't forget, you can share the show and get more people listening, get more people involved, and of course, send us your love, which we love here on TT Talk Radio. To get involved on Twitter, it's at TT Radio 2021, or use the hashtag, hashtag TT Radio. But for now, let's have a look at some more of your amazing uh, questions and answers there for you regarding the post I put out last night, which was complete the sentence. The most important life lesson that school taught me was blank. A few others we've got here. First one from at Meg Crooker, uh, Meg Louise Crooker on uh, Twitter, who's an assistant head teacher and maths lead, who says some teachers can change your life whilst others not so much. Love that. Uh, absolutely. Some teachers can change your life while others, not so much. Um, yeah, definitely the case. And I think we could all, someone said this to me and I can't remember who said it. So I'm not going to um, lay claim to this. However, it, you feel free to quote me uh, if you like it. If not, it wasn't me. Um, and they were saying that, you know, everybody as an adult, you know, every adult remembers the teacher that made the biggest impact and the teacher that really, you know, supported or helped them, you know, that teacher, that was the best, to coin a phrase, you know, that best teacher. Everyone remembers their best teacher, but also everybody remembers their worst teacher. And that's so true. There are definitely, you know, teachers in my life from primary up to, you know, right through to, you know, HE, higher education, university, um, that changed my life uh, and genuinely for the positive. And there were also teachers that made it really difficult. And I remember very much for negative reasons and negative uh, responses. And one of those moments for me was a situation I found myself in um, when I was at secondary school. And it's not necessarily for this podcast. It might be for another day. And it's something I've never really openly spoken about verbally, at least um, on any platform. But I found myself in a situation where I was uh, partly excluded because of a relationship I got in with another boy. Um, the boy was a year or two younger school years than I was at the time. Um, and their parents sent a formal complaint to the school. And there were some teachers there um, who deemed it was inappropriate and that essentially I should be uh, put into uh, part exclusion for. Um, which is really odd uh, in nowadays to, to think about that because the reason I was excluded was because I was gay um, and because I was in a relationship with another boy and the parents didn't like it, which was tough. Um, and I was year 11 at the time. Lo and behold, that boy then came out as, as gay like two or three years later. But anyway, you know, that was a moment 
the where I'll remember the teachers that supported me. But I also remember the teachers who really let me down. Um, and I was a few people in the chat there talking about uh, that's wild, you're excluded for that. And it, uh, do you know what? It's a moment in my education that I remember so clearly. And we talk about life lessons on today's show. And we're talking about reasons, you know, that we are where we are today and that, that school taught us that. And, you know, that was a really difficult period in my life. But at the same time, it's made me massively the vocal person, you know, that I am today in lots of ways. But it was really difficult. Uh, going into school for my exclusion meeting and being sat there with myself, my mum, the head of governors who was sat there, we all went to a church for England school, who who was sat there, the head of governors, in a full um, sort of vicar outfit, if you like, was was dressed up with a big cross and vicar outfit. And I've nothing against religion in any form or any way. I'm very supportive, very open. Um, but for, for the meeting and the discussion we were having, it was just interesting because th- this chair of governors had never done that before, um, never turned up to school wearing a, a full outfit with a cross and everything. Um, and also never, and then also three other people in that room and not one person supported me apart from my mum. And it was deemed that the relationship was inappropriate um, because of the couple of years difference in school ages. And this kid got absolutely nothing. So nothing happened to to this young person. And I was five months away from my GCSEs at the time. And I was not allowed in school. And I was given an option. And my option was um, either I turn up to school between the hours, I think it was about 2 till 5.30 or something, so I was out of circulation, or I moved school, um, which seemed a little bit pointless, you know, five months, six months to go before my GCSEs, and that was the choice I was given. I'd never been in trouble at all at school before. Um, I was on different school council things. I was an assistant head boy. Um, I'd always got, you know, not the best grades, but good grades. I was good in certain, you know, I did well in drama and other things. And I wasn't allowed to sit my drama coursework because that was in a classroom with other students. So I wasn't allowed to do that at all. Um, And my mum had to come in that day and, you know, she was shouting at reception and they nearly called the police on her, not because she was violent or aggressive at all, but just because she was like, I, I won't leave until you sorted this. And they were like, you've got no choice, you've got to go. And I remember at the age of about 15 or however you're old you are in year 11, I was a young one at the time, preparing, you know, asking people that I was working with to, to write me a, a state, personal professional statement or, or however you call it you know, to say what my a character reference was, it had to write me a character reference. And I was like, I'm 15 and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a character reference written for me to say that I'm a good person. Um, you know, I was working with, with in an SEN uh, special needs school at the weekends and stuff and all of these things. And anyway, I've kind of gone on a bit of a rant about that. Apologies, everybody. Um, as you can say, it's something, uh, as you could probably tell from the last five minutes, that did, you know, massively impacted me. Um, it nearly made me want to leave education. It nearly made me want to give up. The result was that I was um, partly excluded. And I was on the every exam I had, I got escorted on site. 
um, on and off site for each of my exams. So I was not allowed to go and mingle with my friends before the exam. Once the exam finished, I was escorted back off site. Um, I was not allowed to hang around, um, all because of the relationship and the close relationship. Um, nothing physical had happened between me and this other boy. Um, I was 15. The other boy was uh, probably about 14. I can't quite remember, 14, 13. So the age difference was there, of course. I get that now. But obviously, I was 15. We were both young. And then um, they called the police, the parents. So the parents called the police uh, on me um, and the situation. The school did nothing about that. And so the police was, was called. And they turned up to my house because of this relationship, all because of this relationship and what the parents felt were inappropriate because I was somebody that was older. Um, wasn't 16 because my birthday is July, so I've always been the youngest in the year, so I would have been 16 that summer, I think. And the police turned up uh, to my house and they straight away dismissed it. Um, they obviously said, you know, you, you can argue this back if you want to. Um, but my mum at the time, and I didn't understand it at the time, but my mum didn't fight it back. And the reason she didn't was because she said, I don't want your life to end up on a newspaper or for something to happen where a court or a criminal thing or whatever, or something goes on your record. Um, but the police railway dismissed it and they, they, they saw it as basically two young, two young guys um, who got into a relationship. One was older, one was younger, probably shouldn't have happened, you know, but again, it was, it was text messages. It was messages. I'd never even, although we'd physically met in school, nothing had happened between between the two of us physically at all we'd never even met up on a weekend i think we've been chatting for about a month i think um so it didn't even go on that long i think it was about a month uh but yeah so the the outcome was i was part excluded um for the remainder of my school which was about i think five months four months i can't quite remember it was beginning of the year roughly so that was the outcome um and from the comment that we were saying there about teachers that we remember that some you know really benefit you see up some don't that was absolutely the case for me and there were teachers in that really difficult moment of my life that saved me hugely um and i think i can honestly stay you know hand on heart that i that i probably wouldn't have been here um without them and the whole time that, that that happened and the whole time the ordeal went on and this went on for about, you know, a month or so of us going back and forth. And I, you know, I still remember to the day being dragged out, not dragged physically, but I mean, taken out of my class and sat in isolation. And the school had known by that point, about six months prior, I was having a lot of uh, difficulties with my mental health. I was having a lot of self-harm related issues. I was really struggling um, up and down. I was being seen by different um, doctors at the time um, for, for depression, but also for psychosis and for some other things that were happening at that time that I just found really difficult. And that had all happened about six months to a year prior. So they had knowledge that I was finding things difficult. And then this happened. And I just, it was, it was honestly um, being taken out of your class, sat in a room. I wasn't told for a whole day. I was taken out for period one. It wasn't until period five when I got taken to another office and I sat down there and my mum walked in the room that I was then told what had happened. 
and that was tough and and that was that was really difficult to to comprehend and to to then also you know I wasn't even really out to my mum's sexuality wise so for that to then also happen was just difficult um and I yeah I just I never I guess I never fully got over that but at the same time you know this isn't a sad story uh although of course it sounds like it and and in some ways it is an upsetting story but it has changed me and it made me realize actually I'm not gonna ever let that happen to any young person that I ever get the chance to work with because that was wrong that shouldn't have happened and it was so against so many things that we I don't even know where to begin with it now um and it all because of being in a relationship with a guy that that's why because I got into a relationship with another boy I was excluded what would it have been I mean and we were an all boys school and they'd never had anything like that before and they said that to me they didn't have anything like that before would it have been the same if this was a mixed school and it had been a boy and a girl and I work now and I work with young people and I see young people get excluded for different things but I don't think we would ever exclude someone because of a relationship but I was but uh thank you to to everybody who's uh Sorry about that. I've kind of gone on a bit of a run uh, about that. That was not the plan for this show at all. Um, but thank you to uh, the people that sort of commented through while sort of talking there, TSCW saying, um, looks like school needs to step up and control such support parents into acceptance of their child's sexuality. This is probably quite damaging for their son too. As Seamus said, thank you for sharing, James. Is That is awful if you just go through that. Uh, Lauren Danny saying, thank you for sharing this. It's an awful story that everyone can learn from. Unbelievable that they would or could do this to you. Um, someone asked me when this happened, uh, it was, it, this happened, uh, and why was it brought to school's attention? It was brought to the school's attention because, um, the parent had seen the messages on the kid's phone. Um, so this other student, his mum had seen the messages and she just straight away reported it. I don't think she had any discussion or anything. She just reported it. Um, and it happened Gosh, it happened when I was in year 11. Um, so I would have been in year 11 because I can remember because it's where my school years work. So I went into year 11 in 2011. So this would have been 2012 uh, that this happened. Um, yes, that's right. Yeah, because I would have then gone year 2012. I went into year 12. So yeah, this happened in um, 2012. Um, so, you know, not well, not even 10 years ago. So about nine years ago, I think it was, uh, this then happened, if my maths is correct there. Um, do you think it's changed, Shima asked? Uh, I don't know. I think, you know, life lessons, to, to kind of bring, uh, bring it back to kind of talking about that, you know, life lessons from that. Um, I think lots were learned from that for the school. Um, you know, lo and behold, two, three years later, that school then failed its Ofsted um and it's had a change of head again i think the head changed not long um and, and complete you know restructure of staff and staffing's changed there and everything and i think there was probably a lot of things going on at that time um and lots of things happening 
Um, and, you know, mine was just one of those things. And thank you, Lauren, who sent, uh, sent a gift. Uh, thank you so much. Cup of tea. I could probably do with that right now. Um, I am going to take a, a short break there um, just to play some uh, of a short advertisement. But I'll be right back uh, with some more comments looking at what we had to say about life lessons learned. But if you do have any comments, questions at all, feel free to um, send them through on the Podbean Live app chat or get involved with discussion um, at TT Radio. 2121 hashtag TT Radio. And thank you to everybody who sent uh, lots of love in there as well. Shortly though, here's just a short message from our sponsors. Need support with your phonics teaching? Did you know Oxford University Press now has three DFE validated programs to help you? Read Write Ink Phonics, Floppies Phonics, and the brand new Essential Letters and Sounds. Essential Letters and Sounds will get all your children reading well, quickly, using phonics books you may already have in your classroom. Developed by the Knowledge Schools Trust English Hub, it's affordable, easy to use, and makes teaching phonics with letters and sounds more effective. Whatever your school's phonics needs, Oxford has the solution. To find out more and receive support from your expert local educational consultant, visit oxfordprimary.com forward slash phonics. Hello everyone and welcome to the History Hotline, the hottest line for all things black history and beyond. I'm your host, Diana Lynn Cook, making space for honest conversations about black British, Caribbean and African history. Here to teach you all the things left out of your school books. Make sure you subscribe to the History Hotline on all good podcast platforms. Follow us on social media at the History Hotline on Instagram and at the History HL on Twitter to find out about new upcoming episodes. Do you struggle with people pleasing? Is it a constant battle managing different and difficult personalities? Why not inspire, challenge and empower your team through the Mal CPD Essential Coaching Skills for School Leaders course or gain practical skills to become a strong and compassionate leader through the assertive leadership and the emotionally intelligent leader courses. All Mal CPD courses are accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management. Find out more at www.malcpd.com. Good morning and welcome back to your Wednesday morning breakfast show with me, James Clark. Thank you very much for tuning in and for sending your love. And uh, yeah, wow, <laughs> what a show it's been so far. I'm a little bit emotional, uh, as you can probably tell, but uh, thank you for listening. And if you, of course, if you do want to listen back, you can do so while well, you're going to ttradio.org. Can't even speak, sorry there. there are shows happening throughout the week pretty much all the time so check out our schedule and tune in don't get as well about the giveaway for edu books go to at tt radio 2021 on twitter to find out more about that 
now back to talking about life lessons uh, and TSCW just putting in a comment there regarding the story that I just shared. Um, very unexpectedly shared. Uh, it was not the plan to discuss or share that at all, but uh, there we go. This is what happens on live air. This is what happens uh, when you go solo and don't have guests. You start <laughs> rambling on. Uh, but there we go. This is so, that is so recent, uh, TSCW said. You can imagine this in the 50s, but not 2012. I was dealing with incidents similar to this occasionally back then and sometimes even now, but less so, and would never do that. When I say similar, I mean parents acting differently, wanting you to ban contact slash separate classes or halve for the year or needing support when they discover a same-sex relationship. And if, uh, looking on, on Twitter, um, TT Radio have just shared uh, part of my story there. And on that, uh, someone's commented, saying that I was called into the deputy's head's office uh, in year 11 because teachers are uncomfortable with how close you sit to each other. Uh, wow. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I just, I, you know what, I, I kind of wish now we'd started the, uh, the whole chat with this today because I just could go on and on about this and all the emotions are being felt right now, but there are lots of other amazing life lessons that other people have um, shared and, and talked about today. And I do want to share some of those as well, because I'm always thankful for people sharing and commenting their thoughts and, and sharing with us um, what they want to, because it was, because this is uh, Teachers Talk Radio after all. So thank you for tuning in and let me know about that. Um, some more important life lessons then. Here we go. Let's share these, shall we? At uh, Tara J. Cook says, sometimes you need to work the answers out for yourself. And then at English Teachy, which I like this one, chickens come home to roost. What a life lesson. I mean, that is, that is one of those life lessons you can imagine being, you know, plastered up on a teacher's door or desk as a poster. Um, so I really enjoy that one. Uh, chickens come home to rest. Another one I've got here, um, and this was a bit of a conversation. And again, you know, talking about things we don't believe and things that we kind of can't believe even, you know, happened in school, whether it's now or in the past. Quote was from at uh, Re Renew Renewable English, so Harry Waters, who says, everyone is the same and nothing has changed in 150 years. And so we should all be tested with the exact same system as our great grandparents, except now we can use our left hand. Hashtag left, lefties rule. Let's say that one again. It's from uh, Harry Walters, who said, everyone is the same and nothing has changed in 150 years. So we should all be tested with the exact same system as our great grandparents, except now we can use our left hand. I'm sensing a little bit of sarcasm coming through there from uh, Harry Walters, but this next bit is what made me kind of go, wow. Um, in, from Mao, Mao, at Mao CPD, the wonderful Mao, who of course is the deputy director for at TT Radio here, um, who said, I was made to change to my right hand. Now, I actually have heard this before from a few people, that this idea that in school originally, um, I think, I don't want to... I want to say a long, long time ago, uh, but a little while ago is, is what I meant to say. A little while ago, it, it was this kind of idea that you had to use your, your right hand and that, you know, using your left hand was seen as abnormal or I don't even know the main reason. I don't know if anyone knows the reason why that was the case, please do share me. But 
from what I know, it was kind of this idea that you had to just, the right hand was seen more polite or the right way up. I don't know, but I know it was a thing. In the same way when I was at school, and I don't know if they still do this at primary or not, but we had to do everything with joined up letters and joined up writing. Now, my writing has, <laughs> and still is, not the best. So when you're also then made to do joined up writing, when you can barely spell words and you're trying to work things out and everything else at the same time, it did not go very well. Um, we had to progress to join. Yes, see, Seamus is saying that you had to progress to be joined up, right? Honestly, I, I, and I found it the worst one to read. I just, being dyslexic as well, um, and not knowing at the time, you know, explains a lot now, but I found it even more difficult to try and read. A, somebody who's got bad handwriting as I did and other people, but then also to try and read it when somebody's got bad handwriting and spelling is also trying to do joined up. It just does not, just does not work. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. This whole writing thing and, and ways that people were told to write or, or told that they had to write is is, is really interesting. Um and, and again, the quote that Harry Walter put there about everyone's the same and nothing has changed in 150 years. There's a great TV show out at the moment. Um, I think it's just come out or it's been out for a little while. And there are different variations of it, but it basically is um, school through the years. It's, it's the concept of it. So they go through different years and they talk about what school was like in the early 50s and 60s, 70s, so forth, um, during the war and everything and kind of up to modern day and how things have changed. And some things have changed. Um, but also, you know, there are lots of things in education that we still do now that have not changed in any way. And obviously some important life lessons there have not been learned. Um, but at least, you know, I don't see anyone uh, sharing with me or talking about the life lesson there being um, about knowing how to spell joined up letters or anything like that. So I think that's quite interesting. Loads of other ones coming through, though, uh, which is really great to see. Um, just kind of going back through some of these that we didn't get to expand on that we've got a little bit of time. Some um, chickens come home to roost. This one I was talking about just a minute ago. Um, as you can tell, very bad at multitasking when I'm trying to look through uh, the answers at the same time. But chickens come home to roost. I like that life lesson because I think that's something we, we again, I might be interpreting this as completely the wrong way, which is possibly the case. But this idea of chickens come home to roost is this idea that I guess people come back and they come back to, you know, their roots and you come back to where you're from or you come back to your home or your, whatever it might be. And that was a life lesson that I think was instilled into me at school as something important. And I think we still do this at school as something important because, you know, we're always encouraging alumni to come back, alumni to share what they're up to, you know, where they've gone, what their roots are. And I think every school seems to have a teacher in it that was there when they were a student um, and they're still there now. Um, so I think that says a lot about actually, yeah, we, you do naturally come home a little bit to the comforts or places that you know, and that's not a bad thing, and you should celebrate that, and you should remember where you come from. I think that's something to dwell a little bit back uh, to a story that I shared earlier about my experiences in school and the incident that happened to me as a year 11 student and the feelings that I went through you know, it's important that I remember that. That's a massive part of my life. That is a part that impacted me. It's it's made me who I am. And I shouldn't hide away from that experience, nor should I pretend it didn't happen because it did happen. And we do need to talk about it. And we do need to learn from that. And 
we need to know these stories. We need to hear where people come from. We need to hear their experiences so that we feel that we're not left out or so that we learn from them. You know, that's why we love, you know, people coming back from the school, coming back to their roots, you know, chickens coming back to the roost uh, to coin that phrase and saying, actually, yeah, this is where I grew up. This is what I experienced. But now look at me. And I think that's amazing. Um, I can't believe already, though, that we are almost at the end of today's show, uh, which is a little bit crazy. I mean, where has that hour gone? Um, So I just have to say a massive thank you to everybody for tuning in. I am just going to very shortly uh, replay for you the news again, um, if you missed it earlier, just so you've got your Wednesday morning news update. And then we'll do a bit of a roundup um, of today's show. But as I say, there are always so much happening um, on the show uh, across Teachers Talk Radio. So please make sure you get involved in that. And if you do want to listen back, then you absolutely can. Go on to ttradio.org where you'll find all of the shows uh, where shortly this one will be uploaded to as well. And you can also search things on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Teachers Talk Radio, where you'll find all of the shows there as well. For now, though, this is your Wednesday news update. If you do have any closing comments or thoughts that you want to have um, and share and be expressed live on the TT Radio, well, do so very quickly via the Podbeam Live app. We would love to have those final thoughts with me. But for now, I'm just going to play a few of the news and we'll be back shortly. This is Tom Hopkins Burke with your latest Teachers Talk Radio news. Millions of public sector workers, including teachers, are set to see their pay rise next year as a result of this week's budget. Paul Whiteman, General Secretary of the National Union of Head Teachers, has welcomed the reversal of last November's pay freeze. But he warned that the government needed to give schools the money to pay for extra salaries, else they will be faced with heartbreaking decisions. Kevin Courtney, Joint General Secretary of the NEU, said that Chancellor Rishi Sunak's announcement was big on promises but short on detail, adding that there is no mention of the £30,000 starting salaries that were also put on pause. Meanwhile, Small Business Minister Paul Scully, MP, refused nine times to say whether any pay rise would make public sector workers any better off financially. The British Psychological Society has called for isolation booths in schools to be banned. The BPS has argued that the use of isolation booths is not evidence-based and has not been proven to be effective. It has stated that isolation booths breach the UN Convention on the Rights of a Child, and disproportionately affect the children and young people who need the most support. The BPS has called instead for a focus on building supportive environments to promote positive behaviour in children and young people. A new study is aiming to increase the number of young women and girls playing football. The study conducted by Loughborough University and the Football Association aims to explore how teaching methods influence girls' football experiences. The Football Association stated that it wants girls to have the same football experiences as boys in schools and clubs by 2024. Donna McIvall, Senior Development Manager at the FA, added that the ambition is to transform the PE learning experience for girls in primary schools and modernise the secondary school curriculum offer. That was your latest education news with Tom Hopkins-Burke. Good morning, 
and welcome to the Wednesday Breakfast Show with me, James Clark. Just say a massive thank you to everybody for joining me today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the show as much as I have, uh, although it's been a little bit of a, an emotional rollercoaster, to say the least. the end of the show, so I'm going to give you a little bit of a roundup of how it's gone so far. Of course, don't forget to go on to ttradio.org to catch up with all the shows and find out about the upcoming shows. Or go on to Twitter at ttradio2021. Well, we've got the book prize giveaway, so you want to make sure you are definitely getting on Twitter for that one. You've got until Saturday, the 30th of October. Well, I asked all of you yesterday and indeed today, what were the life lessons that you had learned from your days at school? And we've had loads. Uh, we've had absolutely loads um, coming through. So thank you so much for sharing those. And they are still coming through. Um, Got my phone beside me now, sort of looking through Twitter, constantly getting new updates, which is absolutely fantastic to see. So thank you, everybody, for that. I'll just say as well, a personal thank you to everybody today um, who listened in and when I shared my uh, story unexpectedly, which is the first time that I'd um, ever publicly talked about my experiences um, in education. And... I think when we talk about life lessons and I think about that question, and I guess maybe that's subconsciously why I wanted to do a show around that today. You know, maybe, you know, it's, it's something that has impacted me, not maybe, it has impacted me. But I always think there are things that we can learn. There is always something around the corner ready to challenge us as educators, as adults, as human beings, as everything. You know, there's always something that's going to be there to challenge us and we will have to adapt our thinking and adapt our processes. But it's important that we learn from that. And we make sure that if a mistake occurs or something that shouldn't have happened occurs, we look at why it did, how we resolve it, and most importantly, how we learn so that it doesn't happen again. School gives us so many amazing opportunities and I've been so fortunate to have done so many, but it's a massively important part of our lives. It's an important part of any young person's life and it's an important part of growing up. It's an important part of learning and it's an important part for those life lessons to take place and we shouldn't ever forget that as educators that everything we do is going to have an impact. The impact for school for me has been positive and negative, but it's made me be the teacher that I am today. And I guess that's what life lessons are all about, isn't it? Life lessons are meant to shape us. They are important. They make us who we are. And we should never hide away from that. Thank you to everybody who has shared your life lessons with me and listened to mine. Don't forget, you can catch this show back, as I've said repeatedly. And I say it repeatedly because, honestly, there are some amazing shows on Teachers Talk Radio. And if you are brand new to us, um, we've got Driven here from Donald from the USA. Welcome. Um, if you are brand new to us on Teachers Talk Radio, please go on to at ttradio.org and have a look at all the previous shows on there. 
Um, and do listen in because there, and if you're not sure which ones to listen to, if you go onto the front page, you'll see um, highlight shows that are selected um, to kind of give you a, a flavor of the variety that's on offer. And they really are fantastic. Whether you're in education as a teacher or not, um, do go have a look at them because they're the hosts and the people that, that deliver these shows are absolutely amazing. And I feel very honored to be part of them. But of course, if you want to be part of the TT Radio crew, um, which we are now, I don't know if we're meant to be a crew or team, but I'll go with crew. Uh, if you wish to be part of the uh, at, uh, Teachers Talk Radio crew slash team, um, well, there are slots and we are looking for some more radio hosts. So do get in touch with that. You'll find out a lot more on Twitter at TT Radio 2021 or indeed by looking um, on the website ttradio.org. For now, though, this has been your Wednesday morning breakfast show. I've been James Clark, and I'll be back. Um, we're back at our normal time. So all the breakfast shows from next week are back to the 7 till 8.30 slot. Um, perfect for listening on your way to work. Um, put it on your phone. Get in the car. Drive. Put it, you know, I've got a brand new speaker now that I can connect in the shower to um, Bluetooth. So wherever you want to listen, you can. All lots of devising options. However you do it, wherever you are, I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope you continue to enjoy joining us for Teacher Talk Radio. For now, no, enjoy the rest of your half term. Enjoy baby being on holiday. Enjoy catching up at work, whatever you're doing. Stay safe, stay happy, relax, all the love, and thank you for joining me today. I've been James Clark, and this has been your Wednesday morning breakfast show. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.